1: Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for tapping on our podcast and letting us into your ears. Jamie Miller is here. He has a brand new EP. It's out there in the world. Plus, he's on tour with Jesse McCartney. We have a lot to discuss. He has a really interesting upbringing. He's from England. He's a singer. He's on The X Factor. While he was on The Voice. He's bisexual. He has a really incredible story. We're going to get into all of it. But first, I got to remind you to subscribe to our podcast and share it with those you care about. Please. And remember, all of our interviews happen first and live on Amazon Zamp. It's a really cool radio service, commercial free music. You can host a radio show. We host a radio show. And yeah, if you want to join, information is in our bio. Anywho, Jamie Miller, he wants to hang out with you. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach. That's Dan. And we welcome to the studio, Jamie Miller. Woo! What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Shit. Excited to have you here. Me too. I mean, you have a new EP out. Which I do. I highly recommend you listen to It's called Broken Memories. There's a link in the description below to listen to it. Um, you just mentioned that you watched a ton of this our show, which yeah. is very flattering and very nice of you. Yeah. Um, you know me because I've I, you know we we share friends. We do. And you meet Dan for the first time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's weird though <laughs> because before we were friends, I was
2: like a huge fan. So like to like I it ruined it that. for you, though it did a little bit. So like, I mean, I'm good now, but <laughs> I was like, I used to think this guy was cool. <laughs> <laughs> then you really got to know me. You're then like, I got to know you. I was like, a Loser, <laughs> <laughs> literally, though. I'm only joking. I love you, Jack.
1: I, I really, by the way, I genuinely appreciate you. And y- your music is great. And over the last couple of years, you've had quite the, the rise, but yeah, you've had a crazy journey, and uh. You know, it's how would you describe the last few years? Because like this EP, it's not a debut album, but it's still a body of work that you've worked extraordinarily hard on.
2: Yeah, I think for me, the first few songs that I put out to the world weren't written by me. And I feel like people nowadays could really like tell like what's authentic and what's not. Mm -hmm. And I put out a song last year and it was like one of the first songs I was ever I was ever a part of. I wrote called Here's Your Perfect. And it kind of took off in Asia, which was like mind blowing to me. It did like, I think it's done like 400 million streams in the first year. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, that's my words. And i like, the songs beforehand were amazing, but they
1: just weren't Jamie. That, well, you know because, what I'm saying? To- 100%. Because like when I first met you, yeah. it was when you had City That Never Sleeps. Yeah. And you didn't write that. No, I didn't know. And you could tell the difference between... Comfortable. W- yes. Lyrics. Like what I have to say. You own, I yeah. mean, you owned one record and you just felt like you couldn't own another. That's the thing. And I feel, and I feel like I was working with such amazing people
2: at the time where I was just like, I'm going to let them do because they know what they're doing and like they, they do that best. But at the same time, we came into a world where I debuted in a pandemic and I wasn't able to like cut through because I'm like, I don't even know what these, these songs are about. And I feel uh-huh. like it was my job to like sell them. And like we were going through a new space of TikTok and like come up with this idea and come up with that idea. And I was just like, yo, I I think before Here's Your Perfect, I was like, I was just doing the thing to just to do it. Because I was excited to be in L.A. and I was excited to do this. And I was signed to Atlantic Records and I was doing all these incredible things that I wasn't able to do from where I'm from back home. Where I was just like, let's just follow the path and see if it makes me succeed. And I was came to a point where I was just like, I'm so unhappy being this version of Jamie. I want people to fall in love with Jamie for Jamie not people writing songs for me and then expecting people to like love me as an artist. Well, you can make the
1: case that like a genuine story an accurate story an honest story is more important now than ever before. Yeah, for sure. Because TikTok, like, if you want to have a successful music career that starts from TikTok, a lot of that is like looking dead into the camera and telling the story behind a song or singing your song in a passionate way in your freaking car. Yeah, I know, for real. Yeah, everybody knows the formula.
2: Yeah, and I feel like everybody does it, but like it's the songs that cut through that People like, uh, oh, this, he's wrote this from his heart. Like, I know it sounds so cliche, but
1: I feel like even the songs I'm putting out this year,
2: like, they're doing really well because they're from me, not from
1: someone else's perspective. Do you just rely on the professionals and the people that you're put into a studio with because you don't know? I did.
2: I feel like I know now. Yeah. I feel like I'm going into the studio and I'm like, even on, like, vocal production and, like, production-wise, I know what I want my music to be like. And I feel like... Even being in those sessions before I was just like I think I was so overwhelmed because I'm from like the most normal place in the UK I'm from a place called Cardiff and like there's no there's just no celebrities There's no nothing going on but like people in a call center or in a job office or a dentist And I was just like, I'm just I'm just trying to be something out here, you know What changes your life
1: more? Is it the voice or is it Khloe Kardashian? Khloe Kardashian. Really? For sure, 100%. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like... I mean, that's crazy that you even get
2: to say that, right? Yeah, I mean, the voice for me was like a stepping stone. Honestly, if I'm being honest with you, I was in a call center... And i just wanted to leave the call center you were working at a call center yeah if you had a problem with your ipad or like laptop i'd be the guy fixing it on the phone like a legitimate
1: source not like some guy he's like no, you know, like I'd lying like,
2: to me no i was like legit like you know
1: how to fix things over the phone i mean if the screen tells me what to do absolutely <laughs> so you can read things from a screen to somebody on yeah, the phone of course I again if, if
2: i didn't know the problem i'd hang up i got fired i'm not gonna lie but um i wanted to leave the call center there was not there wasn't like any opportunity and my mom signed me up for The Voice and I was like if it gets me out of like a normal job I just wanted that's the only reason I did it it wasn't to be able to like be this success or like do anything of the sort I just wanted to get out my reality for even, even if it was for a little bit I just wanted to do it and then yeah Khloe Kardashian found me and then Atlanta Records found me and then I flew to New York probably like three days
1: after she posted <laughs> and my life kind of changed from there but but I mean, you also get rejected from The X Factor.
2: All right, Zach. Chill <laughs> out, mate. I'm like, this is pre The Voice, like 16 years old, Jamie. All okay. right. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I do. I did, yeah. You get rejected from... <laughs> that is accurate. That's accurate. But yeah. you don't stop. No, so I got through the first audition, standing ovation. I'm like, I got this. Second audition, boot camp... Got the boot. What I happened? was like, all right, Simon, thanks. What um, changed? No, nothing. Like, I mean, like, I think they did it in bundles. So they, they, they lessened the burn, you know? Oh. Like, so you, 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 you're done. Like, dream's over. And then, I mean, went straight on The Voice. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do
1: it one way. So, so how long do you wait before you audition again?
2: I'm going to be honest with you. I think I came off The X Factor and I was in a voice audition three weeks after. Wow. You weren't discouraged at all by getting kicked off the one show? You're just like whatever let's try another one? I would I would I would say I just used like the discouragement as like ammunition. Yeah. I was just I, I felt in my heart like I just wasn't meant to grow up and just have like a normal life. I know that sounds so like mm. I just I feel like I was just a dream chaser and I feel like all my friends like are amazing and everybody's content with their life and I feel like some people want that like just normal roots and i feel like i just wanted more out of my life and i've always been like i've always loved singing so if simon cowell's gonna give me a no i'm gonna go go make a yes somewhere Uh, else go try to get a yes from will i am i don't know (laughs) who's the judge on the voice um will i am was there yeah uh jennifer hudson uh this guy called tom jones he's a huge icon in the uk and uh this guy called gavin rossdale oh my god yeah of course so Those were the coaches. Jennifer was my coach. But I will say, like, these TV shows are, like, incredible for, like, certain parts. And I feel like pre-social media, they changed a lot of people's life. Yeah. But there was so many of them at the time that I was going on. Like, it was... Wasn't the same. People don't really, like... The the stickiness left. And I feel like it was an amazing opportunity for me. And I went back to do, like, some hosting a year afterwards. But I feel like Khloe Kardashian just posted on Instagram was like life-changing more than going on a tv show
1: and you knew though at the time that like a show like that was was your, your way out of a call center
2: yeah like i mean i i did it hoping that i would get gigs like i was a busker <laughs> i would busk in my hometown and like people would surround me and i'd probably make like i don't know a thousand pound every two days busking that's pretty good. And I was that's amazing. That's real like, good. Yeah, like but at the same time i I felt that there was like maybe a crowd I could connect to making that kind of money, but like do it on a bigger scale. But I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean that's crazy. Yeah. I would never stop busking. I know, I wish I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the goal is bigger, but no, nah, it's crazy. So I mean truly like the opportunity to bail. It could have happened. I mean, between those two, you you could have been discouraged, but you knew you wanted to do more. You yeah. could have kept performing on, the, the busking on the streets. But who introduces you to this idea that you can post your covers on to the internet? Like, who, who um, introduces that whole world to you? How do you figure it out? So I just,
2: like, after The Voice, obviously, you're known as the kid from The Voice. I mean, whatever you do, like, there was always, like, something going to come with it. And I feel like I met so many people... Well, I am. I met after the show about management, Jennifer Hudson. I met her about management, met other managers, and nothing really felt like... I don't know. Nothing really felt right. I mean, Jennifer's, like, one of my biggest supporters. She's, like, been incredible throughout my whole career. And, like, even now, she gives me so much good advice. But I feel like there's so many sharks out there as well and so i just was like i want to try and do it my way i post started posting covers and then i'd post a sam smith cover and then sam smith would repost it i'd post a kelly clarkson cover kelly clarkson would repost that i feel like i got really lucky in the times that i was posting at the right time to like get those people to i don't know it was like very like serendipity yeah it's wild yeah and then um my manager found me online and then i flew out to new orleans to meet my management and then he had an in with Atlanta Records as well, so when Chloe posted, it kind of just all the dots well, connected.
1: So, do you even know how Chloe Kardashian found your post? So, I I
2: thought so. Will was like a really good supporter after the show. I'm not gonna lie, I went to the stadium with him to watch the football with my dad. Like, we just like we hung out after the show. Wow. So I thought he did something to tell Chloe to post, but I'm like, out of all people, like, why would it be Chloe? Because she's never posted a singer. So I sat down with him. I was like. Was this, was this anything to do with you? He said no. I mean, so, as far as I'm aware, I think she just found, found me online
1: randomly. And you still don't have a backstory? You no, don't, no, no. Did she ever reach out to you? No, I sent her flowers. Did she even get the flowers? I think so.
2: <laughs> the team said she did, so. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope so.
1: She casually... spent them on my own money.
2: <laughs> I'm like, that wasn't anything, but...
1: Um, nah. She casually changes your, your life with one post. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Chris uh,
0: Jenner probably wants a percentage of everything you make now.
1: <laughs> probably. I mean, I almost got money. But
2: no, I feel like, I feel like with, with the Chloe thing, I think they don't understand the power that they have. And I think Kim Kardashian did it with a guy called Stanage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I heard a rumor that Chloe was trying to do that same thing to see if she had the power. And <laughs> I don't know if it's true. I mean, but it kind of did change my life. So I haven't got to thank her in person, but I would love the opportunity to. That's wild. Yeah, when did you first realize you could sing? Ever since I was a kid, man i I was just always into entertainment. Growing up, watching like my my dad would always like play the greats like Aretha Franklin, and growing up around those people. But I feel like I wanted to do it all. Like I was involved in like acting schools from a young age. Like I just wanted to be like as a young kid the center of attention. And then in high school, I think when I got to high school, all my mates were like rugby players and football players. So. It wasn't like the coolest thing to do. I mean, if you if you sing in high school, you're like you're gay and you're, you're it's girly. So I feel like I shied away from it a lot when I got to the first years of high school. Got really embarrassed by it. If I'd go to choir class, I'd go and I'd hide under the tables so my mates didn't see from the outside that I was in choir. All those kind of things. But and then after after the I mean, I would go into school and I if I. I would post covers online on Facebook like at like 12 years old. And they, again, would like blow up when Facebook was a thing. And I'd go into school the next day and all these guys would like have my videos up on the uh, the screen laughing and and stuff. So I feel like it really was like a horrible experience like high school for like wanting to chase my dreams and stuff like that just because kids were so rude at that time. I feel like that's why I have such like a strong passion about bullying because people are just people suck in school, you know?
1: Yeah. So, but, but, you know, yes, rude and disgusting, but a lot of that's rooted in jealousy.
2: Yeah. And I feel like for me, I just always, no matter what the knockback was, even going into school and like kids taking the mick out of me or whatever, I just always knew that I was meant to do music for some weird reason. And I was like, no matter, like i i sometimes I'd stay home and I'd put the hairdryer on my face so I, I could pretend to my mum I had a fever so I didn't have to go to school. <laughs> it was like stupid things like that. I
1: get it. So I you could have been discouraged at any moment, but you kept going. I mean, it it
2: did, it did ruin my like school education. I didn't leave school with like good grades. So I didn't end up in good jobs because of like, I didn't have any merits to like get the good jobs. That's why I ended up in a call center. Like no offense to anybody who works in a call center, but like I didn't want to be in a call center around 40, 40 year old people when I was 18. Yeah. Like, I, and so I just always tried to find
1: my own lane to create my own path. It, you know, it's so wild to, see, like, I, I get it, like, yeah, bullying is terrible, but to think that it's rooted in anything but jealousy and this want and this envy yeah, of seeing somebody who has a gift or a talent or yeah. has figured something out and they haven't, mm-hmm. like, it's just really all rooted in security.
2: Yeah. I, I mean,
1: very, I was very much bullied the same exact way, really? and the only way I can rationalize it is... You know, they saw somebody who had who knew what they wanted went after it. Continues yeah. to go after it, and the reality is like they they either hadn't found themselves yet, and they were jealous of somebody who had, yeah, or they're just jealous of something that they can't have. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Dan was the bully. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was not the bully. I was friends with everyone in high school. Yeah. Okay. I was, he with was with like fl-
2: I was chilling.
0: I was yeah. I was having a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but for you, you would really like hide under a table to try to prevent people from seeing you in choir. Yeah, in choir class.
2: Yeah, for sure. No, dead ass. I would definitely do that. Really? I think just in my school, in my hometown too, it's just like if you didn't play football, if you didn't play rugby, like that wasn't a cool thing to do. And I feel like back then times were different. Like we didn't have TikTok. Social media wasn't a big thing. Like like, Instagram wasn't even popping off when I was in school. So like anything you did other than the normal was like girly or like you were gay or... All these like things that people saw as negative back then. Like, so I just kind of shied away from it. Like, I mean, even I I took uh, performing arts as one of my GCSEs, which is like, I don't know, the equivalent to American It's like extracurricular yeah. thing. And then I would be so embarrassed to tell my friends that I took performing arts. I would just be like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just staying after school. And I'm just like, I, looking back is sad because this is like what I do for a living now. But back then I just, I was so embarrassed by it. You own it
1: today, though, obviously, yeah. as it is your being, it's your life. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you, like, to go from being bullied in school to then wanting to, like, be on a public street singing? Yeah. How does that happen? How do you turn I mean, you being s- afraid of embracing it to putting it out there for everybody, like every stranger you see? I mean, spend three months
2: in a call center (laughs) when you're 18, around like 50-year-olds all around you. So desperation?
1: Desperation. But then who tells you you can sing if you're afraid to like, well, you're getting online validation. That was it. And I feel like I just, bear in mind, when I bust,
2: I would go like an hour away from my hometown. So I wouldn't even be in like the vicinity of people that I went to school with. You wouldn't know anybody. No, I wouldn't know anybody. And so I just put my stuff down and I was like, whoa, this is like... I'm making a lot of money.
1: How do you view the voice? Like, do you see it as a muscle? Like, my actual voice? Yeah, like, the, like have you gotten better as a singer between today and, like, I don't know, two or three years ago? Oh, hell yeah. I feel like, I, I know this sounds so, I feel like it's just, it is a muscle,
2: but it's, like, confidence, too. I feel like when people validate you that you're good, all of a sudden you can, like, be more confident to, like, try and hit better notes. I don't know. Like, I feel like I've, yeah, if you watch my first voice edition to now like you'd be definitely be like who was that
1: are you strategic <laughs> I'm like, Trust me. are you strategic where you place vocals or like like when you go in to record a song like how do you do it do you just take a do a pass of it and not think are you strategic about where you're gonna put runs
2: oh i feel like yeah i'm strategic how i put runs too i feel like i think nowadays i feel like people i try you try you, you can't chase like the algorithm or you can't chase like what other people are doing for success but it's like you definitely have to be careful of like where you would run in a song because you have to think of the public and what, what they can do. But at the same time, um, no, I go into the studio and like if I'm writing a song on the day, like I just write what's on my heart. I mean, these past two years have been pretty,
1: pretty crazy. we so you write what's on your heart, but like in terms of like vocals, like to your point, like you, you gotta be strategic where you put a run because if people are seeing it, <laughs> yeah. you know, not everyone can do that. So where I'm putting my vocals in the song? Yeah. Like, I'm like no, like I'm just interested in like how it works. A song is written and it's time for you to go into a studio yeah. and cut the vocals.
2: Well, you'll, you'll do like a one take. And then from that one take, I'll be like, oh, we should raise the key or like we should do this here. I mean, I don't know. Every session is different.
1: <laughs> I'm like it, because every time I I listen to the song, it just seems like the the the, the vocal is so meticulous. You know what I mean? Like they're just placed yeah. in positions that are I, like it's meant to be there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: maybe, maybe that's the point.
2: Um, no, but at the same time, I I, don't, I, I just I don't try to put too much pressure on it. Whenever I'm in the studio, uh, before I was working with so many people doing like the songwriting songwriting dating in LA until last year, I found. Um, my executive producer who does all my stuff now, his name's Cal Shapiro. He's great. And I feel like once you're really comfortable with someone and like once you can really tell your story and like you're comfortable enough just to shoot the shit with people, I feel like everything becomes so much more natural Mm. regardless of like when you work, go into a studio by when your label's telling you to work with the biggest A-lister in the world and you go into that studio session and I was just like, I just don't want them to think I'm, I don't deserve to be here. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Whereas like you just have to overcome that fear of like,
1: yeah, you're meant to be here, like do you know what I mean? I, I, I get it. Yeah. And you're not comfortable and that, that becomes what you're focused on yeah. instead of making art. Totally. Yeah.
0: Have have people tried to put you in a box? Because I know on the voice you sang like Justin Bieber, Sean Mendez, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Did people try to be like, hey, this is what you need to be? You need to be the next one.
2: Oh yeah, totally. I even on the voice, like people I had a great experience on the voice, but at the same time, I was going out singing these songs. Like I'm like, I don't I would never release this kind of song. And then they obviously, they see where you look or, and they say, oh, this is the mold that we're going to try and make with you. And I feel like luckily now it's like not like that. Well, I hope for not like other people, but for me at least, I feel like I'm much more in charge of like what I want to release. But there was a time where I had to break through, like even putting out the first like one, four songs I released, I didn't really have a say in like what I wanted to put out. It was more so like no, this is going to be good for you. Like, this is going to set you up for like major success. And you believe it, like you, Mm -hmm. especially coming from like such a, like I say, a a small hometown, like um, these big people are telling you you're going to be the biggest star in the world. And you believe that they're going to make you it. So like you do do things to sacrifice some stuff, but it got to a
1: point where I was just like, I'd rather just make my own music. What does it feel like when people are saying that to you about a song or about a series of songs and it doesn't happen?
2: I mean it's 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 defeating for sure and I feel like that's why it came to a point where I was just like I can either carry on doing this and kicking the can down the road or try and put like a little thing in the spanner and just I mean I wrote here is your perfect 2 years before I released it and everybody told me it wasn't going to be a hit or anything like that but like I don't I it got to a point where I was just like I was posting it on TikTok and I was posting it on Instagram And every time I posted the song, it would blow up like everywhere. Like Camila Cabello followed me from like from the video. Shawn Mendes followed me and stuff like that. And I was just saying these things to my team. I'm like, people are like listening to this song. Like, why are you saying it's not going to be a hit? Like, like it was so confusing. And I, I, I battled with it for like a year. And then I was like, okay, maybe they're right, whatever. And I posted it again on TikTok, maybe like December 2000 and 20 and it blew up again and it started becoming this trend of like people trying to do a high note and like <laughs> the head of all main was doing it and i'm like yo people are listening to this song um anyway so it's I, so good like so i released i released i ended up t- sitting my team down i was like look this is the song i was like drop me a week into it if like it doesn't do anything bearing in mind so it didn't take off until week two so i was <laughs> yeah. like Fuck. um so like it was like doing like 30,000 streams a day. Boom, 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 boom. And it like one week it just started doing like a million streams a day. And then everybody was like, wow, you were right. But I feel like regardless of where- <laughs> It only the- took a year and change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, I was just like, regardless of where it's a hit, it's a song that does well. Yeah. Don't, we don't have to call songs hits nowadays, unless you're an Adele, unless you're an Ariana Grande, a Bruno Mars. Like hopefully one day I can get to a level of that. But at the same time- I'm putting music out for people to listen to. I'm not putting out to go number one. Like that's obviously a dream, but like I'm not putting songs
1: out to go number one all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course, but the song still did 400 million streams, yeah. and it's still climbing every day. Yeah. So, can you do the high note like easily? Like, do you not, have to pr- like right now? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm in tour rehearsals right now. I'm going on tour next week. Oh, I know, Jesse McCartney. So, my voice is kind of shot right now, so I'm not doing that. May 3rd. Can you do it, though? No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. You were doing it last time we hung out.
0: <laughs> yeah, Zach. That's
1: what I heard. Yeah, Come on, yeah, Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah.
0: <laughs> but for the, like, when you're, when you're on stage and you're about to hit those high notes, what's going through your head? Are you like, don't crack, don't crack, don't yeah. crack?
1: Yeah. And do you have backup tracks? No. No. I was going to say, how dare you? I'm joking. No, I, I wish I
2: had backup tracks sometimes, but I do, I do, like... I, I'm scared sometimes. <laughs> I'll lower the track sometimes if I don't, if I'm not able to wake up and be like, yeah, I can do this today. But even how do you know? I mean, when I talk, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like the, there'll be days when I'm like, my manager will be like, is your voice okay? I'm like, yeah, what you mean? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, but no, I feel like I'm one of those people that does have a high voice, do you know what I mean? I feel like all my songs are really high, which is kind of annoying,
1: I'm I'm a guy, but I mean. It's my, it's my voice. There's so. science though to the register at which you should record a song for everybody to sing it. yes? there is like Charlie Puth. Yeah, he said it here. On, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe not on that couch, but maybe a chair <laughs> on our show. Yeah, no, there, there is. I don't think I follow the science. No, <laughs> I don't no. think I follow it. But that. Charlie Puth,
2: <laughs> maybe I should. Talk about it. Yeah, but I don't follow that. I don't know.
1: Last Call might be in the right key. It's so good, by the really? way. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's anthemic. It. It's phenomenal. Thank you. How does that record begin? Um, I, I think,
2: so Here's Your Perfect was doing what I was doing and then I met Cal and then I was, I was watching the movie Serendipity. I'm a hopeless romantic, so I, I love rom-coms. I watched Serendipity and the next day I wanted it. Everybody, everybody goes out on a Friday night wanting to have someone to go home to, right? Mm. Regardless if it's a stranger, love interest or whatever. So I feel like when it's last call, I want to have someone to be my first call. Just, rewrote that down on a piece of paper and then just carried it from, from there. It's good. Yeah, I think we wrote that song in like forty five minutes.
1: That's how you know. That's how you know. how long did it take you to write Here's You Perfect? Here's a Perfect it took a few, yeah, it took a few hours. Was it just you?
2: Uh me and Salem. You wrote it together. That's right. But yeah. then she hopped on the... The remix. Yes. Yeah. So that was like one oh, of the... wow. Yeah, me and Salem were always like... That's an, that's the other thing about like... Salem would be like, wow, why aren't your team putting this out? Like she would see everything going wild <laughs> on social media.
1: Yeah, but her team is your team. Don't you share a team? No, she's capital. Yeah, no, no. We're not. Sorry, sorry. No. <laughs> not Atlantic.
2: But no, now she... Yep. And then obviously her song blew up and yeah. she did her thing. But yeah, it was just wild trying to get it to a point where... But, I mean, we all high five each other now. So
1: that's wild.
2: It's wild, yeah. But they didn't want to put it out. didn't want to put it out. Mm-mm. Do they listen to you now? Yeah, they do. I bet. I mean, and sometimes I'm wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like sometimes I am, like I have to bite the bullet. But what was the last thing you were wrong on? Um. Nothing since he's perfect. Are you Actually? sure? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, so your track record I mean, is pretty good. I mean, you're like, are you sure? You're like, are have you, you seen those numbers, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think so. And I feel like sometimes it takes a moment for a song to get off the ground. You know, I feel like, you know, sometimes if a song's going to do well in like the yeah.
1: first week, but sometimes you just have to run its course. Running Out of Roses. Yeah. One of my favorites with Alan Walker. Yeah. Really good.
2: Thank you, man. It was, it was different for me. It was like one of those, it was an opportunity that I was really excited about, for sure. I was, I've been a fan of Alan for a long time. So when his team reached out to ask if I wanted to be on it, I was like, oh my God, hell yeah. Listen to the song. I feel like we recorded, I recorded that twice. I recorded it in Los Angeles when the day I found out that he wanted me to be on it. And then I was doing promo in New York and I had to fly to Boston to rec- re-record it. So it was coming out a week later. What was it? Was he in Bo- What was in Boston? No, he was in Sweden. His team were in Boston. Okay. And I mm. guess he had a producer that wanted to cut vocals with me, so had to go to Boston, and then yeah, go well, back to New York. What is your process like when you're taking on a song that somebody else wrote? Um, it's it's difficult because I feel like there's a team around it. Like especially with running out of roses, there was so many like executives in the room that I was like, whoa, this is like. This is like, kind of like, I was under a lot of pressure, but I feel like it was one of those songs where I felt it was fun. I mean, but it was, I'm, I wasn't normally the guy back then to like do something up tempo. So it was definitely a challenge for me, especially Mm -hmm. on the mic, trying to like be chill, not do any vocal riffs or anything like that. But like, they were like, keep it straight. It's like, okay. (laughs) Um, and then, but I mean, it was fun. I had to record it twice
1: though. Is it harder for you to quote unquote, keep it straight as opposed to just doing runs and like, I don't know. Yeah Using what you have Oh yeah I feel like it's hard For any Anybody who sing
2: Like who loves to sing I feel like it's hard What is keep it straight I mean
1: Oh uh, mm, mm.
2: <laughs> Yeah
1: you should know this Dan Uh huh I, <laughs>
0: I get it Yeah
1: <laughs> You
0: understand yeah. yeah 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 Well no I didn't know What keep it straight In terms of singing was Oh but in terms of Everything else you're aware Yeah in
2: life And how to keep it straight <laughs> Okay got it <laughs> You're doing a good job <laughs>
1: Do you know how to keep it straight, Zach? Nope. I uh, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, couldn't keep it straight if my life depended on it. Anywho, um, I mean, we can use that as a nice transition, but we don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you really you came out like in the last year or so. Yeah. thats I give you a lot of credit. and Thanks, it dude. It takes a lot of strength. Yeah, I came out as by last
2: March. I feel like it, I. For the first time in my whole entire life, I fell in love with a guy for the first time. It was such a crazy experience to even admit that. I didn't tell anybody for like nine months. Did he was know? It? The guy? Mm-hmm. I was dating him.
1: Oh, oh! I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> he fell in love from afar. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: I was like, I was in a situation. And then, <laughs> did you <laughs> know? Well, I hope so. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was like pretty, like low key. Not even like my best friends knew. And then, yeah, it was, I went through like a really, really tough time. Found out he was like with someone, which was like really tough because I had no one to turn to. Well, it was really embarrassed. Hold on, he was with somebody while you were supposedly with him. Yeah, it was. It was weird though because for me, like I'm like. I went through a whole thing. I'm like, I wanted to keep this quiet the whole time because I didn't want anybody to find out. So could I blame him? And I went through all these weird like, but in the end, he was like, he was in the wrong. But yeah. Yeah. So it was tough. And then I finally hit my breaking point. I was like really, really depressed about it. And then I told my mum. and then ended up telling my dad, told my sisters. Everybody was fine. Like everybody was great. Like everybody was amazing with it. And the only thing I couldn't get past, I was like, is this going to ruin my career? Mm. But I'm like, I wasn't big. Like, I, w- I wasn't big, like, at the point where I'm like, is this going to ruin my career? So, like, how could it ruin my career if I'm not, like, a substantial artist? So I came to the point of, like, sitting down with my team and I was just like, blah, 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 blah. I thought it was going to be a big deal. And everybody was, like, amazing with it. So I think people want you to do, like, when you say stuff like that, people want you to, like, be on the, every poster and, like, stuff like that. And I was just like, I just wanted, I just wanted to... Do it to tell people that if there's a kid in his room that's too worried to come out to his parents, like life is worth living. As cliche as it sounds, and I feel like I never thought I'd fall in love with a guy, but it came to a point where I was just like, that feeling that I experienced a year and a half ago was a really special feeling for me. Not to come out to the world and let people know that it's okay, regardless of who you love or who you fall in love with, and it doesn't change you as a person. I mean, I'm still Jamie. I'm still that kid that worked on a course and I was trying to make it and sing in, but it. just I think it just, I don't know, just opened up a new lane. Do you think the relationship ended up going away because you weren't out? That relationship? No, no, no. I just, I was like, I don't want to be with someone who could fall, like be with two people at one time. I feel like I'm a hopeless romantic in that sense. So regardless of who I fall for, whether that be a girl or a guy, I mean, I want it to be us two, not... X, Y, and Z. (laughs) You and two other people? Yeah, I'm like, I'm good for that. You're not down for a throuple? (laughs) I'm not down for it. No, I'm
1: not down for a throuple. I mean. (laughs) I love how he looks at me. You're not down for a throuple? Yeah. I've only heard stories but I hear it's. From him? An interesting time. (laughs) The first boy I ever kissed and then was going out on a couple dates with ended up being like, hey, can't see you anymore. I'm about to join a throuple. I swear to you. They didn't invite you though? No. I was I'm, I'm still inexperienced. <laughs> I was even more inexperienced then. I I was n- in no state to be a productive member of a thruple. No way. In a really? thruple, you all gotta like, you know, pull your own weight and stuff. You know, you gotta you gotta <laughs> know what you're doing. gotta do your part, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's very much a community atmosphere. Look like
2: how excited he's getting by it too. <laughs> I'm like this is going off topic. <laughs> I just
1: never thought I would talk about the fact that, you know. You want to be in a thruple? No, no, no. This kid left me to join a thruple. Dang. Happens. Have you spoken to that kid since? No. Does he know what you're doing now? Uh, I mean, I was I'm just doing this back then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. So he doesn't care? But no, he doesn't I'm give a <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm still here.
1: We're still going.
2: Still surviving. We're still moving.
0: Um, is this the uh-huh. heartbreak that you posted about from 2020, 2021? Yeah. This is the and you yeah. said you were in like the worst place and like you lost
2: yourself in this person? Yeah, I feel like I was, I don't know. I, like, I lost myself in loving you is literally the name of a song. Yeah, so no, it was tough. Like I i, I think because I was so embarrassed, I, hold, I held so much resentment like because I'm like, how can, I don't know how to explain that. I feel like for someone who's already out there and like is experienced guys before and is in like a relationship with a guy, like you know if a guy is not with a guy like, and they're giving you their all. Like, I thought it was a bit disrespectful. I just didn't know that was wrong at the time. But then it got to a point where I was just like, dang, I don't, I don't, I, I lived like nine months of my life for like one person waking up every day, texting that one person, like, giving like, just like telling them parts of my life that I would never share with anybody else. I just felt like it was like a kick in the face. And then coming out of that, it was just like really tough just to like get, get back to a point where i was like genuinely happy and i mean like i i feel like it just messed me up a little bit like i'm still a little bit like dang like it's just ruined dating for me even to this day like i'm just like fuck really yeah i feel like it's just tough i mean i don't know i don't know i I don't know it's just tough i I, I did lose myself for for a long period of time you clearly may have not even found it again Maybe not, but I'm trying, all right, Zach? <laughs> I love how it's like trying to rub it in, don't think you found it yet kid
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm a little shocked that this person, of just not, it was your first Yeah, it was my first <laughs> oh, Wow, <laughs> I mean that is, it is very sad, but no, do you but, think this person is aware of the hold that they've had on you? Um, Should they be aware, do they deserve that? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I probably, after the songs
2: I've been putting out, but <laughs> maybe I you know. have an inkling. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I'm in a good place right now, for sure. I feel like I'm not ready to date again. That's what I will say. My dating in life is, I'm right. good being single right now.
1: Are you like, are you out there? Are you hooking up? What are you doing? No, I'm, I'm good <laughs> right now. Riding solo? Riding solo. Yeah. Mm, what do we? Mm. What's better for inspiration though, for art? I mean, I don't know. I've dated. I mean, I
2: went on a few dates. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh. I mean, I, don't know. I feel like I had, I had nine months of shit to write about. I mean, my EP is called Broken Memories. So this
1: is all, so one of the questions I had was you're telling a story and it's.
2: Yeah, it was about this one person. Yeah. Wow. The whole thing. You've given this one person so much.
1: I know. More than they've given you? I mean, I think they're sad that they've lost me, but... You think or do you know? I know. How do you know?
2: <laughs> because I have to change my number. Oh, mm. Really? I don't... I feel like I'm giving you too much now. Wait, so they tried to come back. Oh my gosh, dude. Anyway, swiftly moving on. Wait, well, why... <laughs> hold on, hold on. do. I feel like... no. Regardless, I feel like if someone gets caught in something, they still... They, like, I feel like... They still had a lot of love for me, but it just wasn't in the way that I perceive what love is.
1: You know, I don't, I don't. Yeah, but you don't give them a chance to learn and grow? No. Okay, Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Nah. Got it. An uh, educated evolution.
2: How dare I mean, you? Well, imagine you dating someone for nine months and then nine months into it, they you found out they were in a long-term relationship. Would you give them a chance to grow knowing that they're capable and old enough to tell you? Um. Zach? I don't know. Not not as exact depends, that if you, you're if you're attracted to them. Well it depends on how I
1: feel, right? <laughs> yeah. If I really ride with their being and they make me happy and they bring the best out of me and I think really? you could do the same to them if it's a relationship that is
2: I don't I know, mean, unique and different.
1: We, so what about the guy that left you for the thropple? I mean, did he you, did, he at least told me he was leaving. But did you say can I can I be a part? I don't of it? want to no. Did you say that? No, hell no. Okay, I, did, I was like a twenty, I was like twenty three years old. So like me then, you he, didn't want to be a part of that. Well, oh, he did he want you to be a
2: part of a throuple? No, yeah, I didn't, he didn't want me to be a part of a throuple, but he's still with the person. Is he still with
1: the person today? Yeah. Oh, so then yeah, then I mean, unless if, if he was gonna leave this person for you, I'd. Yeah, say. no, I don't think it got to that conversation. I how just was it? how I, dare he? Right? Yeah. So I cut all ties. Hmm. Oh no, that's wrong. Yeah. yeah. So you were
0: a
2: side piece. Yeah, thanks then. Mm-hmm. That was, no, I was it sucks. I <laughs> was. But I mean I wrote a few good songs about it, so yeah, have that. I'm going on tour to sing them, so we'll, we'll see. So you do, ha- you do
0: have the EP, and then you. I've heard you say you're working on the debut album. Is that yeah. true? Did you want to get this story out before you moved on to the album, so it's separated?
2: Yeah, I, I feel like I, to put the EP out, I wanted to close a chapter to start another. So I feel like I'm in a different headspace right now. So is wishes on the EP?
1: No, 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 no. That so. was that was a that was a, an amazing opportunity I had, but that's that's separate. Wait, so okay. Tell me right now Like What songs that have Already been put out Are on the EP Um Here's your perfect Okay I lost myself in Loving you And last call And how many songs Altogether Six So there's three more That we haven't heard That you haven't heard Yeah Ooh Ooh Have you been teasing Any of those To be fair though Zach
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Something Oh gosh You will tell me On social media Send me this This sounds amazing I will send you the song And you won't reply <laughs> And I'm just like If you don't like it no, Don't like it no, no, Like no, no. I, I Yeah I don't even think I've given you my new number I'm like He doesn't deserve <laughs> it
0: He's not gonna answer
2: No And then all our friends say the same thing I'm like Alright then Kid's going through something <laughs> so it's, I won't, it's not you, just you It's not just me Wow Is Something it? a narcissist would say
1: Whoa. <laughs> Hold on, hold
2: on, hold The on. tables have turned. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think one of those well, songs you, that is on you the EP. S- no, you sent me note. Last
1: Call was the last song you sent me. Did you reply? Probably not. Exactly. <laughs> but it, I did listen to it a bunch. and I, Yeah, when I it know, came out, probably. Carlos, do I not know all the words to, to Last Call? I was singing it today. Does he? He was too busy. Well, I was singing all of them. Okay. When is Last Call? I want to be your first call. I want to... Be your ride home. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, okay, cool. go. <laughs> I promise. You. He's, he's he's lucky that I didn't keep going
0: because
2: that's what he forgot.
0: <laughs> Wasn't there, there's the uh, there's the group vocal in in last call, right? I believe it's yeah,
1: called gang vocal. If Wild you're vocal. in the biz, I'm, I'm sorry, not yeah. on
0: the biz to yeah. get in the biz. All right. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm gonna talk about the group vocal. Yeah, we recorded
1: that in a bathroom.
0: Who was it, How many people were part of that?
2: Uh, that's weird, right? Did you uh, have your, Did
0: you have your clothes on? Were you naked?
2: Uh, naked. Nice. Yeah, naked, and there was five of us. It's a pretty different experience.
1: <laughs> close to a throuple. Co- uh, yeah, close to a throuple. I mean, uh, sick. So who did you invite? Like, who's who's <laughs> He's it like? Good. So who did you invite? <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: it was me. It was just the people who were part of the song. So me, Hayd, Cal Shapiro, and Nevin.
1: Cal is a good guy. Cal is a great guy. Honestly I, like he's amazing You know him Callum Hood No uh, Cal is Half of Time Flies Oh yeah Yeah I, I think
2: I, I have the video Where we did it um,
1: well, This is gonna be fun
2: Get ready for some nudes guys So <laughs>
1: sick I feel like Jamie Miller <laughs> taking a few nudes in his day Never Me? <laughs> yes <laughs> Never <laughs> um, He's currently scrolling through so many <laughs> Yeah I'm like I
2: can't even find it But I I swear I put it out Oh here we go So that's literally it Yeah So that was the gang vocal Above a toilet We weren't actually naked I'm sorry Zach That sucks I'm sorry bro But yeah It's it's
0: really that simple
2: Really that simple Yeah
0: Is there just like one mic set up And you guys just all kind of
2: Or go around it, do a few takes, and it sounds like a choir. So, sounds great on the
0: song. All you need is
1: a toilet, a (laughs) microphone, five guys. (laughs) You get to go. (laughs) When do you realize that you lost yourself in loving someone? When I lost myself in loving them, I feel like. How do you realize you lost yourself?
2: Because I feel like everybody around me, like, knows me as like this really happy person, like a bubbly guy, always happy, regardless of what's on my mind. Like I'm just hyping everybody up. I It got to a point where like a few of my close, close friends just didn't recognize me. And it got to a point where I didn't go home through the pandemic to meet my, see my family because if I went home, I would have been stuck there. And obviously my whole team's American and I was doing so many things in America that I didn't really want to leave America at that point. And then I went home for the first time last year at Christmas time and I just didn't come back. I didn't come back for three months. I was just... I thought I wanted to prioritize like my mental health for a little bit. Um, there was a few shifts in my team, my like working team as well, that I, I I that were changed up a little bit, and I just wanted to get back to like actually waking up and being really happy rather than waking up and just being like, oh, it's another day, another thing I have to get through, and I don't know. I just I just I was just really unhappy. And you feel like that was genuinely attached to one person? Um, I think I think. I don't, I don't know if I can put all the blame on it, but yeah, I, it was, it was tough. I I feel like I went through my first, first heartbreak, like properly. Yeah. It's tough.
1: Have you ever been through a heartbreak? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Have I been through a heartbreak? <laughs> Did you lose yourself? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I think momentarily, yes, but yeah. you learn and regain new parts of yourself that didn't exist while like rebuilding what was, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah for sure i feel like last year i say like was the best year of my life career wise just like the worst year of my life personally it was just like a lot like i felt like there was just every time i went every time i took like 10 steps forward i'd take like 20 back
1: you mean kind of i mean i mean now i'm back all right i went i had to go <laughs> through my heart stage right zach but <laughs> great art is bred off of yeah and created off of the worst times for sure so yeah but it was tough well, broken memories. Yeah, that is the EP. There's a link in the description below. When do you realize you need to write a song like "I Lost Myself in Loving You"? And how does that song actually start? Does um, it start with a note? Does it start with you? Go, like, what? What is it?
2: I actually just sat down on my piano at home and I just started singing I just started singing the chorus in my head. After that, I was playing a few notes, and then I just took it into the studio the next day. Um I had an idea, I just I was just I just said to Sierra who's also amazing, Sierra Deaton, amazing songwriter, um, and John Hume who produced the song. And I just said, Look, I've I feel like I've gone through this stage of like lo- losing myself in love with someone. I played them the song and then we just started writing around the chorus that I the idea I came in with and that was like a really quick song that we wrote too. So I feel like those are the moments where I just felt fo- I just felt like I needed to like put the song out. Like, I just teased it on TikTok again. I know that sounds cl- so cliche, but the response was incredible as well. So, like, I think it was just one of the moments where I was just like, regardless if this does well or if it doesn't, it was one of the songs that was on my heart that I needed to release just to
1: move past it. What is the timeline between breaking up and getting into the studio or sitting in front of your piano to create that song? Um, probably, like, four months. I feel like for a
2: little while I was, like, so preoccupied, preoccupied with work. Like doing like again last year was like really busy for me, so I was always doing something to like navigate it. So when I actually had time to myself, that's when I was like, "Frig, this is like tough." Like just like being by myself and just being, but but being so time to yourself equals making music. Time to, I'm just, I'm about just time to myself to like think about things. Like I was so busy and so preoccupied with work and like going out and trying to like. Do everything to like not think about it. So when I had time to myself, I was just like, dang it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, feelings caught up with you. Feelings caught up with me, yeah. What is considered work? Um, I mean, I I, I was like doing a lot of promo in like Asia last year. Yeah. So like, I mean, I love it. I mean, I love my idea of work. I'd never feel like I'm working when I'm doing what I love. But I was just doing like a lot of interviews last year. Is going to a studio considered work? Oh, I, w- I wouldn't say so. I mean, I feel like for people to, from the outside, probably people think going to the studio is work, but for me, I just love it. I think it's so therapeutic and just like, I just really enjoy it.
1: What are you thinking, Daniel?
0: Um, what can you tell us about these other three songs that we didn't get to hear? We have longer, it is what it is, and over you.
2: I feel like it is what it is. I finally got like angry. I feel like it's like a breakup anthem. And I feel like I just went on the mic and I finally showed this. Like, I feel like. Everybody's human and I feel like I'm normally to the outside really sweet and I feel like I was just I Was raging on that
1: mic at that time (laughs) even your rage face is like really (laughs) soft and Um, Thanks (laughs) Yeah, that's scary
2: Um, Longer was like when I started like falling in love and then over you was in the mid where I was like Dang, I feel like I how can I not get over you at this point? But I feel like it is what it is, is probably the song I'm most excited about. Really? Yeah. It's like a different it's like a different sonic for me. Like it's very like pop punk kind of. Mm. Yeah. It's it's different. But I was like I'm really happy with how it turned out. I think I sent you that one on text too, <laughs> no. but you didn't reply.
0: It was like, what do you think of that one?
2: I'm gonna go take a look right now. <laughs> um mm. hey, hold on. Um <laughs> did I? No, I don't think so. Do you want to hear a little bit of it? Yeah. It's different. You can say you hate it, but...
1: I know the song. Right. Kind of different. I That's really like, great. I'm Thanks. into that. Thanks, bro. That's real good. Whoa. So what do we need in order to get like radio to work that? And then you make that a hit a million streams a day? Dude, a million streams in America.
2: That's it. A million streams in America a <laughs> easy. It's easy. No, it's not easy. But I mean.
1: That's super hard.
2: I feel like sometimes you just, you have to, you have to put faith into the world and just keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully it'll catch on. You hit
1: water, a hit song. It's like a tennis ball under water. It'll rise to the top no matter what. There we go. Wise words from Zach Sang, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's like Clive Davis's words just (laughs) regurgitating through me. But it's it's true though. Like good good music always rises to the top.
2: I feel like we were in a stage of TikTok being like, yeah, if you don't do this and it doesn't get UGCs and it doesn't get this amount of creates and it doesn't hit this, I'm like, I feel like there's so much of that. That like I feel like good songs will cut through anyway, mm. and it, sometimes it takes time. I feel like Lizzo. I think it took three years for yeah. that one to to like pop off. But at the same time, I'm just like you just have to trust the process, you know. And you can't let like old people at the top tell you that <laughs> it's gonna flop. I mean, I don't anymore. Yeah. I mean, I just gotta survive and try to try. I don't know, do my thing. <laughs>
1: I'm like, you just keep going. You just keep going. It, it it really is like You gotta keep Taking shots Cause Yeah Gosh the, the one shot you choose To not take Could be the shot you miss
2: Exactly No for sure though That's a good That's a good Call
1: Yeah that, that one I can take credit for Yeah <laughs> that, That's my own Yeah I want you to sing You want well, me to sing? Yeah why well, won't you sing? I'm a- Blow Dan away Like I feel like Dan doesn't even know What he's like In the Like What do you want me to sing? In the presence <laughs> of whoa, whoa. <clears throat> Joking Wow well, What do you want me to sing? I don't know You sing whatever you Whatever makes you I feel like a lot of people just want you to sing on command. Is that that accurate? I mean, just you. (laughs) Okay, cool. Sing, Jamie. (laughs) Sing, sing, dance, Mikey, dance. I'm trying to think. Have you heard Jamie Miller sing, like really sing Daniel?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've listened to his music and I watched a little mashup of every single thing he did on The Voice, although I know you're not probably a fan (laughs) of that stuff, so
2: we're going to forget about that. Oh, I don't know if I sound bad than that today. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think what I can sing.
1: Um, Have you sang anything today? No. Do you sing every day? Yeah. I mean over her souls.
2: i'm trying to think i'm the first to say that i'm not perfect and you're the first to say you want the best thing now i know a perfect way to let you go get my last hello hope it's worth it i'm the first to say that i'm not perfect you're the first to say you want the best thing Now I know a perfect way to let you go Give my last hello Hope is worth it Here's your perfect Here we go Whoa, I got there. goosebumps Thanks bro <clears throat> That
0: was crazy That's good Bravo When you hear yourself sing you're like wow
1: I am good no, not at all. What goes <laughs> <No. laughs> to your head? I mean, I don't know. I'm on the spot. Okay, but like busking, you yeah. can sing in the worst conditions. Yeah. So you have to get good. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel
2: like for me, I, especially moving to America, I was just like, I, normally I was like, I just want to be the best singer in my hometown. Just want to be the best singer in the UK. And I was like, <laughs> I want to be the best singer. No, but I feel like there's so many people that I'm around, surrounded by that are just incredible that I feel like when you like are in a circle with that you just inspire to just keep getting better. Are you talking about like somebody like
1: Steve Mackey is
2: that Yeah, name? yeah, yeah. For I for watched sure. that
1: video of you two singing Whitney Houston. Yeah. So good.
2: I think he was like one of the first people I met coming to LA and like just being in around that circle of like singers and I just like I just wanted to like prove prove my point that I was good enough to be
1: there kind of and I've just like just never stopped working on it. How do you do that though? Like what do you sing in front of them that like is an initiation that allows you into the group?
2: <laughs> um Honestly, I feel like the first song I sang with Stevie was Whitney, with him. But wow. there were so many people around us that I was just like, you have no time to fuck this up. And I feel like that was the best I've ever sounded. But Ever? Ever, yeah, for sure. What? Not, not that video
1: that you saw when I first sang with him. Really? Yeah. Are um, you ashamed that nobody has any documentation of that, if that's the best you've ever sounded? Yeah, I'm, I'm very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I love your laugh, by
2: the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> Um, No, I just feel like when you're surrounded when you're surrounded by like inspiring people and people who want to go places, then it just inspires
1: you. So, but how does that how does that show up in vocals? Like, is it? I mean, you confidence? push, push your, yourself. Push yourself. Yeah, I feel like with regard
2: whether it's in basketball, football, like if someone's important watching you, you want to make sure you're on your A game, you know. And I feel like with singers, like you said, it's a muscle. So, like you can push yourself to to extreme heights, I guess. Then I guess I don't know.
1: So is there a chance that like the, the vocalist that we see in front of us today will be better, I don't know, eight months from now, a year from now, five years from now?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean if you're tone deaf, I don't think you're gonna get better. But if you're good, <laughs> you're gonna get better. Absolutely. <laughs> <Dan> goes...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're not tone deaf, right? I mean, I hope not. Are you? I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, when you were singing last call, I was like, that's not how it sounds.
1: <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> gosh. Anyway, listen to Broken Memories. That is uh, Jamie Miller's EP. Uh, God, there's a lot of music, though, from Jamie Miller that you should listen to. I really like Running Out of Roses. Here's Your Perfect, obviously going to be on that EP, but there's... There's three songs left that we have not heard Yes sir We heard a little bit of one Yep It is what it is This is the stages of a relationship Not just breakup, correct? Stages
2: of a relationship, yeah Just like going through it hitting rock bottom <laughs> Coming back up Sick Yeah, got you <laughs> You to cry? Listen to Broken Memories Really? Yeah Okay so, Yeah What song should we listen to you to cry? I mean All of them? All of them, yeah <laughs> I mean, it's gonna make you depressed. <laughs> I but I don't know if that's a good way to put it. Yeah, but. I don't know. But no, I feel like I feel like Last Call doesn't make me depressed. That's, that starts with Last Call. Okay, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: all downhill from uh, there.
1: <laughs> all downhill from there, man. <laughs> all downhill from there. And but you are currently working on the debut album. Do you have any songs done for it? Yeah, we have a few. Yeah.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I feel like I just started like after that was closed, and we all came together as a team and started to like put the pieces together for Broken Memories. I was just like, I just went into like, right
1: mode again. So, what sonically, what lyrically, what, what concepts, ideas? Like, what do you learn from creating Broken Memories that you're going to carry with you into your debut album?
2: Um, I, I just feel like life experiences. Like even going home. Like I was going, I was around doing like promo in Spain when I went back to the UK. Just like life stuff, man. I feel like regardless of if you break up with someone, life does go on. When you're on like the other side of it, like you're like, okay, life's not not too bad after all. And then falling in love, like I don't know, going on dates. Maybe they were good. Maybe they can, there's gonna be good dates. Maybe there's gonna be bad dates. But I'm just like just life stuff, and I feel like. When you listen to my debut album at some point, maybe you'll, I will have this conversation then. Okay, great. Know. Yeah. Check back in. Check back in. I got you. If I answer the text. <laughs> if you answer the text. Oh, yeah. You can tell me about your next throuple and <laughs> all that
1: all that <laughs> jazz. Yeah, I'm busy with, busy with all the <laughs> Yeah, that want me to join. There's so many people sending in applications and stuff. Mm. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Anyway, broken memories. Link in the description below listen to it do you have any final thoughts over there daniel i think we covered a lot yeah we did even not enough well we'll save that for next time there we go let's go thank you jamie miller for giving us your time and energy today we appreciate you thank you dude appreciate you hey beautiful human thank you so much for listening to our conversation with jamie miller please listen to his music your ears deserve it and a big thanks for hanging out like truly thanks for giving us your time and energy today subscribe to our podcast let us know who we should interview next reach out at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Have a great day. Be safe hug your family, please. I'll talk to you soon. Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. It was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Dorostock, And our production coordinator was Bryce Hurlis. Audio producer, Jordan, Jordan Silver. Silver. And that was an episode of The Zack Sang Show.